You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, episode 50. Can you believe it that the only show where two idiots talk about the wrestling world for 50 gosh darn episodes? And boy, howdy, does it, it doesn't even feel like 50 for me. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the incomparable Scotty Edwards. I think incomparable is a compliment. I don't quite remember. Scotty, how are you doing? doing good doing good um yeah it's 50 that's kind of crazy uh especially since i think i forgot until you just started this episode um because it's just another number at the end of the day because we'll do 51 next week 52 53 um we have a lot to talk about today so instead of me rambling on because someone me might have overslept and has a time limit we're just gonna get to it Look, you have you have the unenviable task of being the lead voice of the Joshi world for American audiences. Uh, you, you you stumbled into not out of stumbled. You worked hard to to get to that position, and and what that means is you stay awake to watch wrestling at two three in the morning, and uh, you know it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, times times are not uh in my favor. No. no. No, it's, no, it's okay. But we're here, we're watching. Yeah. We're, uh, we're we have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited. You know, we have a lot to talk about, but we also kind of don't if you think about it. So it's weird. I think we like, have like, t- a lot of topics, but none of it's like a lot. Yeah, well, except I, for Vinnie Mac. But like that's uh, just continued. Yeah, it's just the same <laughs> thing. Is it's just worse. No. Yeah, it's just it just got worse. But of course, we'll get to all that. You know, episode fifty today um our one year is actually coming up on august 7th so we're a couple of weeks away from the one year anniversary See, we'll so we'll celebrate with that episode yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll do a year celebration with what i wh- how how are we gonna celebrate couldn't tell you that scotty be well slept for that episode oh not only will i be well slept i will have no idea what we're gonna do to make it special but we're gonna try maybe we do a three-hour episode for that one we go nuts. Well, that would that would be so less special. We've done that multiple times, <laughs> yeah. but on purpose. <laughs> but on purpose this time. That's true. That's true. We'll just talk about uh, Ric Flair's last know. wrestling match, Battle of the Belts yeah, three. Probably. Probably. You're not even here. Are you? Is that the weekend you're not here? No, no you're here I'm here. Probably. I'm here for it. That's good. Uh, that's good. That's a busy one. Yeah, G1 cl- middle of G1 climax. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> middle five star. I don't know. Um, There's a lot going on. It's just a matter of like, is it important enough? We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Preview impact emergence. (laughs) We'll talk about Rick Flair's last match because I think that's when we'll be. Ah, yeah, that's when we'd review it. Yeah, yeah, yay. That's 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 then. Now's now, and now we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Of course, we're going to talk about Vince McMahon and uh, the new news that came out from the Wall Street Journal. We're going to talk about Stardom Midsummer Champions. Uh, we're gonna pre- preview GCW Settlement Series because <laughs> I think it's funny. 
Um, we're going to kind of do like a short little preview. We haven't really talked about it since the schedules have come out. A little bit of the G1 Climax. Uh, Noah Destination, which is a show on Saturday. Uh, and if we have time, oh, if we have time for it, Noah Destination, if we have time for it as well. Uh, we'll talk about Tokyo Joshi Pro as well. Uh, but some news items to get to to start our show. Um, the Sasha Banks Naomi story continues to unfold uh, as it was reported that Sasha Banks and Naomi have been, this is reported from PW Insider, I should say, that uh, while there has been no official indication they have been released, PWInsider.com can confirm that both Sasha Banks and Naomi were removed from WWE's internal roster over the last 24 hours. We've heard rumblings Banks may be doing some signings outside of WWE this fall as well, but again, no official confirmation. So this is the internal roster thing. It's not like saying, oh, they've been released. It's nothing official from WWE. They're not commenting on this seemingly. The internal roster thing has always been like a... Uh, I've seen like Sean Ross Sapp talking about it where like, oh, Lacey Evans is listed on Raw. And no, now she's listed on SmackDown. Oh, she's listed as a heel. And they tend to be true to what is following. So you take that as what well is will. Take with that as much as you want to. Um, additionally, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi also got, or at least Sasha Banks, her profile picture for Peacock uh, was also removed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a Sasha Banks profile picture, you no longer have it on Peacock. You no longer have a profile picture. Yeah, it just got defaulted. Um, and yeah, and that's that's pr- and then Naomi. Oh, and then both of them rele- uh, on Twitter, you know, changed on uh, social media handles, changed it from WWE superstar to professional wrestler. And Naomi mm-hmm. uh, Instagrammed out seemingly some uh, potential sub sub. Not subtweets if it's Instagram. Some posts, sub posts. That sounds weird. So, with the ex- with the additional drama surrounding Sasha Banks and Naomi, Scotty, any thoughts? I just, I just want this to end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so like every time something comes out, like I don't care. Just tell me that they're gone already. Like, just tell yeah. me that they're gone. I don't know why we have to be so secretive about it. It's just, uh, it's so annoying. We, I want to get to the point where everyone's excited. Like, okay, now, and I guess everyone has been at this point, but like your excitement for where Sasha Banks might end up and now Naomi, it can be legitimate instead of just like hopeful because that's all it ever sounds like is very hopeful. Um, I, Me included, I do it all the time, but it's just, I can't fully invest until we just have the news or we just know for sure, like them being removed in every single way, except for an official confirmation is it's annoying because it's still WWE works in mysterious ways. And I understand they got rid of all that, but they could so easily click something and all of that be back. So just remember that. Like, I, I, I don't think, these two go back. I think it's too far gone to let that happen. But until it happens, it's just like, all right, well, you know, wake me up with something when when something that we wanted to happen happens. Yeah, I think, I you know, I agree. Is that I think that they can easily just, these are all things that can easily be changed and brought back. And, you know, all this stuff can e- easily be adjusted. To that point, I I would have to wonder if WWE is still trying to maybe keep them. Uh, you know whether or not they've been officially released. 
I don't know. No one knows. Um, but maybe it's, maybe that's a point of like WWE is trying to release them or trying to keep them. The fact that they've been removed does start pointing to, Oh no, they actually might've been released. They actually might be Mm. started doing something. There's also the idea of like WWE's purpose, purposely not saying anything because, you know, there's going to be potential prospects for both of these wrestlers, especially right. with uh, 90 days being roughly late August, De- depending on when you kind of like put at like, you know, when when they might have been officially released, either the day they dropped the belts, either the Raj Giri tweet, you know, definitely today, you know, we're talking anywhere between like, I don't know. Let's just let's just let's just say two events. I don't know anywhere between like All Out and Arthur Ashe. You know, just we'll just say anywhere between those two. Uh, so you know, I, I think there's there WWE is purposely being vague on it, um, and I don't blame them for being right. vague on it. I think I don't know. I, I guess what's frustrating really is that. WWE is being purposely vague on it, which is a good business move, but it's also like, well, then you kind of understand how important of a loss Sasha Banks is to your entire product. Like, man, maybe, I don't know, maybe you should have done a better job of making her want to stay. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you should have done a better job of making her happy if you are being this much of a butt about this. But again, it's also, you know, they walked out and WWE wants to be a butt. And WWE has a, I guess, bigger fish to fry at the moment anyway, so just drop this, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a little bit of a shit, on, shit or get off the pot situation uh, with Sasha Banks and Naomi. I want to see them gone. I want to see them out. I want to see them thrive in other places. Free. Uh, you know, for I want to see them wrestle. I think that's pretty easy. I want to see the two wrestlers wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, at this point. And, you know, Sasha Banks easily, I think you... you if you're Tony Khan, you roll out the red carpet, you roll out the Brinks truck, you give her give her a contract. She's gonna Sasha Banks is also gonna probably want to wrestle in Japan. Easily want to wrestle in Japan. Um, Naomi, I think you sign her as well. Why not? She's a good talent. She's she's got experience. She's got a fan base. Um, she's pretty good. Um, you pretty know, good. She's pretty good. You sign her, but then then you know she can also. If I mean if. Tony Khan doesn't want to do that, you know. Impact's also a good spot, and you know, there's there's other other places that would still be good for her. Naomi, there not as not as much as an international star as Sasha Banks, I think, but she, I think, she's yeah. still a good national star if that makes sense. Mm. So yeah, still you still get her, you still get her. I mean, she's still like a, she's Naomi's still like a multi-time women's champion, I guess. But I say I guess because I think she would had the title once for like a week. Um, another title for like a month or two, and then she got injured. It glowed, so it is what it is. Um, it, had, it had the glow. Trinity Glow, uh, is that, is that would that be your oh, name? Jesus. Trinity, you can just do Trinity Fat too. I don't know. I don't remember what her name was before uh, being married, but you can do Trinity Fat too, or just Trinity. Probably just Trinity. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty good. Can't think of anyone named Trinity currently in wrestling. So yeah, and then she can come out wearing all black leather tiny ass sunglasses and like and her hair hair all the way back and she comes out and does and does like this and as she dodges, sure, dodges sure, bullets. Yeah, sure. No, no, cool, 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 cool. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. 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 <laughs> uh, 
you sell you sell it to her, okay? You let me know how she feels about that. Speaking about selling things to you, uh, there was one company in England that tried to sell things for you to you. Uh, they didn't do a good job. Uh. <laughs> they didn't do a good job, and the show got canceled. We did a whole preview last week about World Wrestling Entertainment Series about their debut show that would have happened last Saturday. God. Damn it. We wasted our time knowing that the show was probably going to get canceled. And guess what? It got canceled. Um, I'm trying to see where there was a quote, I believe. Uh, Dear fans and followers, unfortunately, we'll have to cancel the event scheduled for this Saturday. We're deeply disappointed in the news. Our team worked so hard on this event day in and day, in, day out for the fans to come up with a different type of wrestling and believe that we still be able to show that in the near future. Uh, we do also want to say that our talent that was scheduled have been paid in full and that uh, Nia Jax was paid her deposit as well. Well, she changed her mind and did not want to show up and wrestle anymore. <laughs> it's a little bit of Barry. Why not? Um, so, yeah. So sure. after a bunch of people claiming false advertising and saying that they were being uh, blaming the talent and all this other crap uh, and saying they weren't paying people properly, uh, there was one report saying that they also only sold 350 tickets. Uh, it is, it is with a dear shame that we must say for the time being, uh, adieu to wrestling entertainment series, UK Scotty, are you surprised? No, no. Could I, I don't think I could be less surprised. Unfortunately. Um, I think we should just scrap it up. Act like this isn't happening anymore and move on. Uh, this is very, yeah, it's not happening. It, the the fun that we had, you know, these past couple months of thinking that some, you know, show that's full of WWE budget cuts come together and put on a, I don't even know what to call it. I can't say a super show because it wasn't really that exciting. Um, to put on a show that had championship belts and people that you've heard of, it's not happening anymore. Uh, and I just want to, I just want to say, like, if you think back to that original card, yeah, and how much that second card dramatically changed, I feel like you should have known, yeah. right? Like, and I think most people had this idea, so I don't think it was like everyone was like, "Oh my god, this show's gonna be great." But we did closer this time. We were we got really close to this one, uh, but yeah let's just let's just not give them any attention until they actually run a show i think that's the best way to run with new companies yeah unless it's like owned by a billionaire that is going to have the elite with him (laughs) (laughs) not the authors of pain and alistair overeem and moose even though Moose doesn't even count, he wasn't even there for the first show. So. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't even booked for the first show. Or the Titan, uh, and Nia Jax and Lana. Like I think, I think there's a difference here. I think there's a difference here. I think we should pump the brakes anytime that the the bookers of the show that we're about to watch are two guys that barely made it in WWE. What do you think, Alistair Overeem is going to go next? Do you think he's an impact? No, I think he's. I think he just. He's such a wes guy, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. If he's gonna have his first wrestling match, he doesn't want to give it away anywhere else. Mm-hmm. He has brand loyalty to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might be the only one at this point, but yeah, 
Yeah, I, I look forward to the next main event being uh, Alistair Overeem versus. Never mind. I no way, Jose. Yeah, probably going for the <laughs> I was going to go like really dark and scary, but I I decided against it. I was like, who would actually book, get booked by these people? Oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh, I see all what you're of, saying. All, all of speaking out. Got <laughs> it. They were there in England. They were in England. Um... Exactly. That was my point. <laughs> Um. Anyways, um. Go. Let's go from uh sad, disappointing, not unexpected news to sad, disappointing, not unexpected news. A report came out on Friday by the Wall Street Journal, uh, saying that uh WB's Vince McMahon has paid a total of twelve million dollars to four women to quiet sexual misconduct allegations. To be clear, this isn't like uh. Uh, like the two that they reported on or the the, cu- the couple that they reported on before pl- plus four more uh as i understand this is a running total of what wall street journal uh has given out uh the additional ones uh uh have been uh about you know content warning i guess by the way uh mcmahon allegedly paid out 7.5 million dollars to the a former wrestler uh, who claimed that McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex, demoted her, and then decided not to renew her contract in 2005 after she resisted further sexual encounters with him, per the journal report. The wrestler and her lawyer reportedly negotiated a non-disclosure agreement with Mc- with Vince in 2018. Um, uh, this, of course, is coming on top of the paralegal, where he was given out secret $3 million payout. Um... He's still in control of creative. Uh, there was also a new report saying that on top of that, there is also a a 2006 agreement. A former WWE manager was paid $1 million to stay silent about Mc, McMahon initiating a sexual relationship with her. There's also another thing about John Laurinaitis about an alleged $1.5 million non-disclosure agreement with an employee claiming sexual misconduct in 2012. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's more stuff, but it's worse stuff because, you know, the, the idea was before, or at least the claim was before, maybe on WWE's end or someone's end, the belief was that the paralegal relationship was consensual. Uh, these additional findings and reportings by Wall Street Journal are non-consensual relationships or maybe were consensual that turned into non-consensual what have you who knows uh so it's worse this is way worse folks uh vince mcmahon uh 12 million dollars 7.5 million dollars jesus christ man that is so much money for just a blowjob uh that's way too much money man um you know it's bad i i there's there's no argument if you're the board there's no argument at this point it's like you know this stuff has already been known i mean the washington state journal hasn't even discussed like you know there's even more stuff this is sadly still tips of the iceberg with this guy and john laurinaitis it appears and i'm sure there are other people maybe in that company i have no idea i don't know anything just allegedly but uh wall street journal 
uh, is coming and finding more and more things. Uh, Netflix cut their bio, their documentary about uh, Vince McMahon, so that's gone. Um, uh, who the heck knows what else is gone out of the pipeline? But Scotty, a lot to unravel here. Thoughts on uh, the new news regarding Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis? I uh, remember a few weeks ago when I said, "Ah, he won't be in trouble." Now, now he is. Yeah, now, now, now he is. Now he. Uh, I don't know how you come back from this. Now again, it's Vince McMahon, so I guess I can never be too sure. But there should be no way he comes back from this. He should not be getting his chairman position anymore. He should not be getting his uh, what a CEO position. He shouldn't even be on creative. He should lose it all. It's it's just unacceptable. And it was unacceptable beforehand. But one case opposed to, what is this, four? Four? Four. Uh, like four. four, four and then if you want to add the fifth right. case okay. about Rita right. Chatterin, yeah. so, which old case, but, I, you know, back, back up in the light. It's still terrible. Right. It's still awful. Um, yeah, I think if he's not out, that just looks really, really, it already looks really, really bad on WWE, obviously, but it just somehow makes it even worse, right? And I just don't know how people, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand how people in that company just don't make the decision immediately. I understand he stepped down for the time being. But I feel like you don't need that. I understand you need to do investigation and whatnot. But the more these things come out, the more it's like, all right, come on. You got to make a decision. We shouldn't be going another five months with him just sitting there and creative, minding his own business and, you know, yelling what he did as reported. Like, he needs to be gone. Yeah, I believe it's just disrespectful to your talent. It's disrespectful to your company. But again, it's Vince McMahon. So you just, will he be gone? I really don't know, but he should be. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, uh, you're getting a little glitchy there, but we're still able to hear you. But uh, do you mind just signing out and signing back into Zoom real quick? Um, yeah. So uh, Sky is coming out. Uh, yeah, no, completely agree with what Scotty's talking about. Uh, just the idea that it, it, it's there's going to be more reporting there's going to be more stories that come out whether it be wall street journal whether it be i think the other one was like new york magazine i think it was um there's there's going to be more reporting scott is completely right this is still the tip of the iceberg there is going to be more stuff and as more and more things come out you know yeah do your investigations i guess but at a certain point, if you, you know, you're at four, five, you start getting up there, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At a certain point, you're the board. You're like, there is no more investigating that we need to do, right? This, there's no way PR wise, this looks good. You gotta, you gotta cut your losses. And the problem then, in the, in the, uh, the dumb logic of the board, of people outside of WB, of like the general public, is that they believe that WWE is only successful because of Vince McMahon and no one else can run the company and that you you know if you want to sell the company Vince still has to be a part of it you know if you want to do all these stuff 
they're they want to do all these things to make sure Vince is still around because that they believe that is the reason WB has succeeded for so many decades. And in some part, that's there's truth in there. You know, I can't I don't blame them. There's truth in those statements. Um, but at the same time, it's ridiculous thinking he's the only goddamn person in the entire world that can run the company. Right. That's ridiculous. Uh, and you get more and more of these uh, speaking out me Too stories. The worst is going to be get him mm-hmm. out of there. It's not the company is going to like there. I mean, hasn't happened yet. That's frustrating in a very boys like way. Uh, the company hasn't yet like dropped and started losing money. You know, like the the stuff is coming out, but like the company hasn't really taken a hit yet. And so it until that happens, I don't necessarily know if Vince is gonna get booted out. Real shame. It's real shame, well, Scotty. Yeah. It's it's just it's not this isn't just a WWE thing this isn't just a Vince McMahon thing, but it does help his case that we have seen Vince McMahon get out of a pickle many times before. But this is a corporate America type thing. Like this happens, yeah, a lot, and unfortunately, it happens way too much that we have to you know hear about these you know crazy stories and people shouldn't be using their power to make people uncomfortable and do stuff they don't want to do. But again, it doesn't surprise you that this is something Vince McMahon did. And there are more, and this is the part for me, there are more and more stories that we don't know about yet that have happened. It's just, it's just the truth. That's how he works. Maybe it isn't in hush money in this way, but it's hush money in other ways, right? So for me, get him out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. You should not be sitting here talking about it, thinking about it. He should be gone. Yeah. Gone. He shouldn't even be around creative. You need to – you should have plans, truthfully, if you are so worried about it, to the moment he's gone – you have people to do creative. You have people to do this. You have people to do that because there shouldn't be any thought that he's around by the end of the summer, let alone the year. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you almost want to put like, I don't know. I just had the thought. I don't know how much this is true, but you almost want to put like, you start putting as like booking into question, right? He always put his booking as questions. Vince McMahon, it's not his booking hasn't been the greatest in a while. Uh, you just sort of put it in the booking, you know, like how you know how how's he booking? How's he you know when all these things were happening? How is he booking female wrestlers? You know, remember the divas, all that stuff. Mm, when the, exactly. all these reports and everything was happening. So they said a wrestler, right? Got hushed. Uh, yeah, the seven point five million dollars was a wrestler. And there, and okay. I don't, I don't want to like we're not gonna out that wrestler uh oh absolutely not there's been internet i was just just double checking there's internet sleuths that have belief of who that person might be um Uh, well not not my not my uh not my department position to say something about them whoever it may be yeah that's that's their thing um and i'm not tossing names around either how am i supposed to know for sure yeah you know exactly, and that's and that's the other thing is that I don't know for certain, so I'm not going to bring up the name unless that exactly. person might come forward. I don't know, right? 
Oh um, yeah. Then, then that's a topic of conversation, but it's not really a conversation. It's just like, and they, again, this is hush money. This isn't, yeah. like, there's a reason this money was paid. Uh, but yeah. I, I would like to get to a point where we don't have to talk about Vince McMahon being a scumbag anymore. And we could just act like he's not here anymore, but it's just the beginning. So yeah, as I said, last time we did this proved to be the truth. It's just the beginning. Yeah. That's, sadly sadly true well vince mcmahon jesus christ i i you know it's just like that was sean ross sap report also that was just like yeah that friday he just came out on tv and right before he was just like fuck it just i'm I'm gonna do whatever i want there's another report by fightful that was like yeah when smackdown was happening it was like business as usual no, they're not just we're just going to ignore these reports. It's just upsetting and frustrating. Well, I say if you're out there and you got a story, then definitely go say it because they're just gonna ignore the reports. Well, they can't ignore tens, dozens of reports, you know. I'm not saying that's that yeah. many. Allegedly, I'm not saying that many. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, Let's move on. Move on to brighter, sunnier topics, and there's none sunnier topics than going over to Stardom and talking about Midsummer Champions. Uh, this was a really good show, I believe. Uh, where very newsworthy show, very newsworthy show as well. Um, Stardom Midsummer Champions happen in Tokyo, Japan. Attendance of twelve hundred people. Look at that. We got a full card in front of us. Scotty, what did you think of the whole show, by the way? Uh, it was exact. It was kind of a lot like you'd expect it to be. It was the top-heavy card. Um, they didn't have a big... Um, they didn't have a big undercard necessarily, but they made matches memorable in their own respectable way. You had a good feature start championship match once again that had some wonderful near falls. You had... A big tag in the middle that is obviously a very newsworthy match. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a very good high speed match where I thought Momo Kogo had the uh, performance of her career. And then, of course, you had the two final matches, which I am very vocal about on Twitter uh, so far of how good I thought those were. So, uh, overall, just another, you know, we're, we've, we're getting used to this. Like, it's just another delivery for stardom you you expect it at this point it's not like i'm gonna they're gonna have to do a lot for me to like come on here and be like that was you know either they're gonna have to do a lot for me to come on here and say that was awful or they have to do a lot for me to come on here and say like that was amazing because i'm just kind of like used to it by now <laughs> like yeah it, they, they've done so well that i don't expect anything less yeah, it, which is a weird position to be in as a company. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. every match is, you know, like you said, it was really the, the top top of the card thing. But even in the undercard, it was like, eh, that was good. That was a pretty good tag yeah. match. Uh, yeah. So it's it, it's things like that where it's just like, at minimum, it's just like things are good, which is like, good, that's what you want. You know, yeah, you know, it's things. definitely a good thing to do. It's just like so weird that like I've come on here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, another good show. usual fantastic show. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah I, I i'd also agree with you that they stardom is like at that thing where it's like their star range for stardom is like three to like 
know, four and a half maybe is like the top end. But I feel like they've been that in a while. I haven't seen, for me personally, I haven't gotten to that upper echelon for stardom this year yet. Maybe I'm missing out, but. Um, I, I know some people that feel that way too. Yeah. Um, it's like they're there, but not fully there, which is interesting. Um, but I guess it depends on investment too, which we'll get to in the main event. Um, which my investment was probably a lot more than most regular people watching. So it just made the match better. I was watching it live, obviously watching it live, very different, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. But yeah, let's talk about this card. Yes. Um, we got Future of Stardom, a title match. Hanan again, rocking it by defeating Owaka Sukiyama. Um, so I thought this was a another good match. I thought Waka... Waka looked good. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I think Waka is still developing. So I think uh, for what it was here, I thought it was uh, she was serviceable. Uh, what I did like about Waka is that they structured the match in the way that it, they did a lot of. Uh, Waka had a lot of like big moves, uh, where the almost theme of the match was her doing big moves constantly, but just close to the ropes, and mm. uh, which allowed Hanan to get out of it. Um, there was, you know, there was also uh, another big move that just happened, you know, that was very believable pinfall uh, attempt yeah. where Hanan kicked out at like 2.9. So they're definitely like showcasing that like Waka's like a potential threat, but she just right. doesn't have the knowledge or skill or experience mm-hmm. to, to get there. But Hanan yeah. does, and Hanan was able to retain her title. Yeah. I've talked to people about waka past couple weeks because like they all wanted her win i'm like i don't really care um because and this isn't because i don't care but i think once she wins she loses a lot of the interest that she's been carrying i i watched it with lady c a lot of people wanted to see lady c win she won now i don't think i could care less about lady c um and once waka wins it's like oh okay cool um and the moment will be great but Mm -hmm see how exciting this match was because you thought she might win and not only might she win but she might get her first win and win a title like it enhanced the match in so many different ways and i think han is just so good already like i was thinking about this after this match was like she's about to do this 12 times in the five star against the best crop she's ever faced right like she's doing these matches which are really good really entertaining for like eight minutes against the bottom of stardom now she's going to go do it with the top of stardom she's going to do this with julia she's going to do this with saya kamatani she's going to do this with momo watanabe hazuki like this is what she's about to do so i'm really excited for that too uh the match was good some again some fantastic near falls that you really just don't get unless unless Waka has a record she does um, because it just adds that drama. Because, like, if she was, you know, my soccer and she had those near falls, it's like, oh, it's a regular title match. But there was just something added there that made this a lot of fun. Um, and good thing she didn't win, by the way. She should not have won. I'm happy Han and still has the title. I wouldn't have Han lose the title anytime soon. She should have the title through the five-star because there's no reason to have her lose it. Yeah, I could see I could see them maybe having her keep the title through the five star, maybe beat the record, um, and then dropping the title and then moving right up the card. Well, she didn't beat the record. Oh, she already. Unless has? you mean the day's record, whatever record. She already beat the defense. <laughs> I th- I thought she still had one more. 
but maybe I, mis- no, maybe no, I miscounted. She, she has that. This was her. I think this was actually just to continue it. Um, let's see. The future of stardom title. Well, she's not going to beat the days because if Tommy had it for 409 days, she just didn't have it. She didn't defend it nearly as much. Uh, Hanan's already in third for longest reign with the title. So that's cool. Ooh, very good. Um, okay, then great. Then uh, I then I think either way, I think she, I you know, maybe she drops it right before the five star. I don't necessarily, I don't know if there's shows right before the five star. There probably is a couple. Um, but I think at the very least, it's she goes into the five star, then she may, maybe drops the title, and that way she can just bump up the card. Because the experience that she, Hanan is going to get out of the five star is going to be unbelievable for her, and uh, she's going to improve, I think, a lot. Um, tag match Ami Saray and Mirai defeat the team of Uta- Utami Hayashishida and Miyu Amasaki. Miyu, what a weekend for Miyu, right? Mm. Between this show, between New Blood. Uh, the the draw as I like to call her, she yeah. is the draw for those uh, new blood shows. New blood, I think, sold out, was sold out well in advance. Main events her second one. I thought this tag was fun. I I didn't get to see this live because the TJPW show was finishing mm-hmm. uh, during this match, so this was the only one I didn't get to see live. Uh, but I liked it. I thought I think I like Utami and Miu together like a lot. So. That's good. Uh, Mariah and Ami Saray, who I had some some words for uh, after their title match the weekend prior. I thought they worked well here. Um, it wasn't long, so that made the match just an easy watch, as yeah. people like to say. You know, people like to use that comment, easy watch, but this was legitimately an easy watch. Yeah, I would like to see that God's Eye tag team of Ami Saray and Mariah maybe challenge for uh, tag titles. I think that would be pretty good. Um and yeah, uh, Miu and Ami, Miu and uh, Utami, very interesting. I like the beginning of the match with Miu just running up and beating up people, and yeah. Utami's like, "What the? <laughs> Hold whoa, on, <laughs> whoa. Whoa, whoa, hey now!" And then and then walking over, I was like, "All right, now think, let's do this." <laughs> I think Utami's now one eight and one on pay per view this year. <sighs> Whew. Now don't get me wrong; I think she's and, only lost one singles match, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, still bad <laughs> it's still very bad yeah. comparably to last year that's fair uh yeah no i i like them i like the team a lot and I, I do think also i think we get ami and murray maybe go for a tag tails i think that'd be yeah. very good we don't have to really talk about the next match i actually no i can laugh at Saeed here real quick it's okay well the next match was fuki and death rina ruaka and saki kashima versus suzuki kagama mayuitani and saida with uh oedo tai getting the win with I believe it was Rena pinning Saya Ida. The really yeah, we learned. Go ahead. We learned quickly why Rena won, but yes, that's still what I was shocking. Say. That's what I was gonna say. Still shocking because Saya Ida is the one that's in the five star Grand Prix. My girl, <laughs> my girl. She's in the five star Grand Prix. Stars had pretty much their A team, like fighting against Oedo Tai's D team, mm-hmm. and they lost clean. So. Yeah, it's a choice. It's a it's choice. A choice. Um, but it's it's a choice that is just gonna happen. I feel bad for Saeed or fans. That's all. I, I'm I was dejected. I when I saw that. Now, granted, every single way to tie member had to do like their finisher on Saeeda so that she can get pinned, right? But yeah, you know, she, yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta protect the gorilla. 
protected her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have her get absolutely wrecked. Uh, and then having Rena Rena pick up the fall, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I was upset about that, but then, like you said, it made sense in the next match, which was as awesome. long as you make it make sense. Yes, which it is good because because the next match was a high speed title match. It immediately follows up. We don't have to think about it too much. It immediately follows it up because the next match was Azume versus Momokogo with Azume beating Momo. After the match, like we said, Rina came out and challenged Azume for the high speed. So, what did you think of Azume versus Momo? Kogo. Oh, this absolutely exceeded expectations. I, I kept them low going into this match because Momo Kogo is someone that you never really you never have seen the full potential she obviously has it mm-hmm. you know the moves she does she does th- 619 uh she she's very athletic with what she does but you never saw the full potential and she went out there and they changed the match pacing which was very smart they didn't go full like a zoomy high speed where she just runs around the ring like a maniac no no no. they slowed her down they made they made kogo look very smart in a lot of the ways that she stopped her and they convinced me that she could have won they had some great near falls she again she just looked i thought she looked great in there her the match of her career not even a question yeah. uh for me kogo of course not a zooming <laughs> um i i don't think it reached the levels of the high speed matches that you know azumi's have with uh Saruga or starlight kid or anything but if you told if you told me you had it a step below that, I think that's okay. I probably have two steps below that because that's just I had those really high. Uh, but this was a lot of fun. Continues Azumi's great high speed title reign. Um, and Momo Kogo should be here to stay in the high speed division. I think she offers a very different uh, wrestler because she does high speed, but not to the high speed that you're used to. She does high speed in that she's quick on reversals. She's quick with her moves but she's not necessarily running around like a maniac. So I like that part of it a lot. Oh, 100%. I think I completely agree with you. I, I have someone that's on the show has talked about how I, I think Momo has certainly potential. I think she sells very well. Um, uh, I like her moveset. Uh, I think it's just, it's, she just needs reps really is what I think she needs. And putting her against Azume, I think is a good choice. They did a good job of slowing down the pace for Momo um but it ultimately uh i think it ended up being a pretty good match um you know it wasn't you know was it azame's greatest match no like you said no but it was kogo's best match that i've ever seen and i think that she still got potential i think this match was sort of her current ceiling but i think she has the potential to expand that ceiling um with just years of more reps and i think that's just honestly what she needs so i think it was a really good showing and i think she's gal she showed how what her potential is uh moving forward um so yeah good for her and Osme did a good job leading her through it too i thought yeah she that's that's what i was actually waiting to see if she could lead you through that Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't think she could, but she, could she slow it down to the point where she was going to make that happen? And she absolutely did. So bravo to both of them. Next up was a 10 woman tag team elimination match where it was the cosmic angels, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, Unagi Saika, Hikari Shimizu and Saki, uh, defeated the team of Donna Del Mundo, uh, Julia, Himeka, Micah, Mel, Mai Sakurai and Natsupoi. Uh, you know, the match itself, uh, pretty good. A lot of fun stuff in there. The classic elimination. So you get a lot of that, uh, 
yes. knocking people over the top. It roof. wasn't like the artist match. No, no. But uh, the big talking point of this match is we have the final three women in the match was uh, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, and Julia. Uh, they all get knocked over the top rope. They're on the apron. Julia uh, has Tam Nakano ready to go for a German suplex on the ring apron. Natsupoi hit, goes, winds up the super kick. Tam Nakano dodges out of the way. Natsupoi stalls the super kick, thinks about it, then kicks Julia, her teammate, her leader, in the jaw. Uh, picks up Julia. Uh, really, well, really, first off, soaks in what she's done. Then she picks up Julia. Tam Nakano is very confused. Tam Nakano hits the super kick on Julia. Natsupoi hits Julia with the German suplex. Julia goes out. Then Natsupoi jumps down. And Amina Shirak, uh, sorry, Tam Nakano gets the win. And after the match, Natsupoi joins Cosmic Angels. And DDM are not. Well, they're not angry necessarily, but they're very sad about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. How? I don't. I don't really care if people don't believe me, but at the point where it was Julia and Natsupoi versus Tam, I said, "In," I said to myself, sitting here in my chair watching, I was like, "Oh, Natsupoi's going to turn," and I said that because I watched this a few months ago with Momo and Azumi versus Starlight Kid in that uh, Captain's Falls match. Now, obviously, this didn't have those stakes, yeah. but it did have the stakes that this was the final match in their series, the Tam Nakano Natsupoi. And I just sat there. I was like, there is no way that this match ends because I don't know why. I just I, I thought those two being against Tam with Julia's history against Tam. Mm -hmm. I was like, there is no way this match ends like people wanted to. And it didn't, which wasn't shocking. It did not. Um, it, it wasn't as a surprise to me because I connected dots then, yeah. but had I, had I not, I, I mean, I just would be like, what the frick? I'm not really going to talk about the match match was whatever. Um, but the the change for Natsupoi is an interesting one. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad yet. It can be good if if the plan, which I think it is, is to give her the Cosmic Angels, like as she will be the leader when Tam moves on, because now she is the clearest option now that she is an actual Cosmic Angel, an actual roster member over say Inunagi who I don't think has the leader material she's obviously very popular and she can you know she'll probably eventually win one of those top two titles but she's not a leader Natsupoi is younger as well Natsupoi is just she's all around right yeah. um so if that's the case great um it's also you know they get to have one more run together even though they never really had runs together um, they get to tag together. They get to do all this. It's weird. It's weird. And and I don't know if it's good yet. I don't know if it's good yet because I'm more so focused on the DDM side. They have, they've went from the faction to a faction very quickly. Uh, they cared a lot more when Natsupoi left than when Shuri left. I'll tell you that, though. Yeah, I was uh, they, say. Julia, what is Julia shit. doing over that leadership position? They need a new leader because they keep dropping people like I flies. Know. Now they're down to Julia, Micah, Hameka, Tekla, my Sakurai. Uh, still, still a good group. It's just 
It's very weird now. Now we're going to sit here and then we're going to wait. Uh, and while Cosmic Angels has what, eight, nine people? Like Something like that. It's insanity, the amount of people they got. Uh, I think they're eight now. So it's it's really just a wait and see. Because yeah. I think Natsupoi can do everything to make it the best. Um, but we really don't know. What mattered to me the most is Julia gets to fight Natsupoi in the five-star. So nice knowing you. That, nice knowing you, Natsupoi. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that match just became like a, a must-see kind of main event-like match. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be the main event, but might, it should might be, be now. Be, might be now. <laughs> I So it, interesting that you thought that you, that you said that uh, Tim McConnell might move on from Cosmic Angels. I, I obviously no, no, I think she's going to retire. Oh, really? Said. Okay. Yeah. I, I interpreted Tam, Tam's I, on the final road. Interesting. I interpreted. I, I don't. You know, me having less knowledge than you. Uh, I interpreted it as I could see that being um, you bring in Natsupoy. Natsupoy can sort of take on that wonder of stardom war role now, be a challenger in that position while you move up Tam Nakano into mm-hmm. the world of stardom title position and she can do some challenges. Yeah. I, I think that's probably what's going to be. Oh, I think that's definitely true for the time being. And then eventually we'll get a Tam Nakano moving on. Uh, and then because then you can also have yeah. Natsupoi, Unagi, Mina fight for uh, the trios titles, artists of stardom titles. You, know, you can do all that stuff and you know have Tam move on to the world of stardom title world. Tam versus Shuri, which I'm sure Re will be good. Which, yeah, which I'm sh- uh, which I'm sure he would be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard you. I, I heard you. I, gonna, I, I, I don't know if you can see it on the Zoom or if you saw it on the the stream. <laughs> My fiance is in literally the background behind me. I looked over at the Zoom and saw her just <laughs> turn around, give me the deadliest of glares, and then go back to working on her project. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't. I like just sat here and couldn't react because of what you just said. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> that brings us to the wonder of stardom title match uh Kamatani versus starlight kid i was able to watch this match right before we started scotty uh and boy howdy was this match good um Sayakamatani starlight kid i thought was exactly on the tin exactly hit, met my expectations i thought the beginning was a little slow <laughs> But it was ultimately what they were showing was Starlight Kid was uh, a force to be reckoned with. There might be a height differential, but Starlight Kid is going to not only, you know, has the strikes and the capabilities to bring down Sayakamitani and to her level, to Starlight Kid's height level, but use chairs and use the Oedo Tai-ness to uh, bring her to that faction. But then once we got past that, once we, once we got past that, it got into the uh, back and forthness. Uh, and just got really, really good. You know, Spanish flies, Phoenix splashes from Sayakamatani. Lovely stuff. That Spanish fly, awful landing. <laughs> just awful landing. Yeah, the, the point was she was supposed to land on her feet, which was like the most impossible idea. Yeah. Um, but I do like that she technically did it because obviously she had the leg injury. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that's why it messed up. She yep. couldn't land on her feet because her leg was messed up. It was very easy mistake that they had worked into the match by just kind of by accident mm-hmm. um yeah i thought the match was fantastic i thought it it really showcases how good starlight kid is now that she she has 
clearly added an El Desperado element to her game now. And I'm not just talking about numero dos. I'm talking about the the attacking of someone's leg yeah. and how good she was at it as the match went on. You know, some wicked dragon screws and just putting so much focus because she did add the numero dos. And by the way, love that Azumi and Starlight Kid have the numero uno and the numero dos as their new submission finishers. Just a little thing that's really, really cool. But I I, I loved this because I thought Saya sold her leg fantastic. Like it was one of the best jobs she's done at selling something. Mm-hmm. And obviously she was going to use it to do this Phoenix Splash. It doesn't really bother me. It's not like you know, she couldn't, but the way she sold it throughout the match was great. I thought this match was great. Um, not that I really expected anything less. I I did expect it to be the match of the weekend, and at least for me, it wasn't. Um, but that's it, it, it all comes down to how much investment you have into a match. And I think this match in the end was definitely hurt a little bit by the Kyrie stuff that we have talked about in, uh, in the past yeah. that hurt it obviously for drama don't get me wrong they still got me to believe at the end they did get me to bite in to it but not to the full extent that i was say in the main event because i was like well she's still not gonna win um but had that not been the case i think this match could have reached an even higher of high um and i think they would have probably done a more higher of high truthfully even though i thought the finish was really really good are they um I mean, they're both in the same block for a five star. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I, be shocked if Kid won. Yeah, I could see Kid winning, and then we have a another challenge between the two of them. You know, and and like like you said, they. I think we all sort of expected maybe there to be more, but we also got to remember they are in the same block. Uh, Starlight Kid's probably gonna win. They'll have another title match, and maybe that's the one Starlight Kid wins. They also, uh, funny enough, have a Grim Reaper match. Oh, sorry, yeah, not, the, not, sorry, not a Grim Reaper match, a casket match with a Grim yes. Reaper. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so they got a lot of uh, various things uh, coming up. Plus, you mm. got, you know, now you have more challengers with uh, with uh, Sayaka Matani against Saki um, uh, coming up, it looks like. Um, what was it? Uh, Lady C also came up at some point. Or not? It. Well, I'm reading what. It oh is. yeah, let's go. I'll go over this. Yeah, so please. Saki Saki officially challenges Saya to a match mm-hmm. that should be the July 24th uh, defense for her, which is the day uh, the Midsummer Champions in Nagoya show. Uh, that show's loaded up already, looking really good. So they did that, and then the Nai Takahashi walks out, which is a big deal. Obviously, first world of Stardom champion, mm-hmm. still a uh, legend for Stardom. She walks out there. She announces, by the way, I was right. Uh, she announces that she's the tag team partner for Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously we had teased. Um, and then the lady sees like, yeah, I'll be your partner. And understandably, I'll, I'll, I'll say is that people were upset that they, they didn't do Tommy uh, because of just obvious reasons of like, why wouldn't you do a Tommy? Why wouldn't you want the super strong partner? Um, and they would have had to do the match a different day. So the match was officially set for July 30th, the first day of the Grand Prix. Um, because, you know, we needed more matches on there. That <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, uh, so that's set for the first day of the Grand Prix. And Tommy is wrestling that day. 
uh, Lady C obviously isn't in it, and Sayakamatani wasn't wrestling that day. So it works out. They have a lot. They have a packed schedule. Um, and yes, while it would have been great to have a Tommy on there, they clearly want to have someone that gets pinned. Lady C will be that. But very cool to see um, see Nanai, Nanai and Kairu be cool to watch together. Mm-hmm. And we are one step closer to Kyrie getting that title match. If I had to guess, she will get the title match at the Dolphins Arena pay-per-view in the middle of the five-star. Uh, that would be probably the best time to do it because we're just kind of waiting around until they do that match. So I'm happy we, we're on to the next step, finally. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the main event, it was one World of Stardom title match. It was Shuri versus Momo Watanabe, 20 minutes and 16 seconds with Shuri getting the win and defending her title successfully. Yeah, I got to talk about this first. I got I, I only watched half of this match, so I have not seen the full thing. Damn. Please uh, go for okay. it. Okay. Um, this match was everything I could have asked for. And I, I've seen people say, oh, it was a great match, but it wasn't that level. Or it was a great match, and it, 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 it some people thought it was over or underwhelming. And I, I completely disagree with that, but that's what wrestling is all about. We can disagree. We can agree. That's fine. It was so good, it, it, and I obviously have more investment in it than probably most people because I obviously want that Momo win. And the way that they created the match, they went away from the Shuri style again. You know, they do like a little grappling early on, but they go away from that style, and it works every time. They go to the Momo style of a match, and it's just vicious Momo and sure you're exchanging kicks upon kicks and big moves at the end and they fully convince you that momo is going to win this she puts the wrench in her boot she gets the punt kick on momo on shuri near fall two count by the way the crowd this uh was not good for the show um i think that probably did upset some people um but it doesn't affect me because I'm so used to no crowds by now that it doesn't really bother me whatsoever. So they had a great near fall there. She hits two, uh, three peach sunrises. That was a great near fall. I really thought they had it there. Um, then she goes for the peach bomb and, you know, sure. Sure. He turns around, kind of goes crazy. Uh, she hits her Ryu and doesn't get it there. Hits her punt. Get, and then um, forces moment to tap out with the stretch muffler. Uh, much like she did my use. So Sherry just knows how to take out my favorites. I appreciate that. <laughs> Same exact way. I was like, damn, that's that was cruel. But I thought this match was uh, phenomenal. I thought it was everything I could have asked for. It didn't reach the classic that they had last year, but I didn't expect it to reach that because I thought that match was just unworldly good. But this this will still be in the conversation for me at the end of the year. It's not the match of the year, but I think it deserves contention. I think if you watched it like I did with all the investment that I had and the care that I had, and you watch the viciousness and the callbacks that they had and just the confidence that they both had to go out there and do what they did, then maybe you're on board with me. If you're not, I don't really care. That's what wrestling is all about. We're not all supposed to agree on every single match. 
but I thought it was just absolutely tremendous. It it fit exactly what I hoped for. I've seen some people also say it's probably their favorite sh- uh, starter match of the year. It doesn't even get that for me. I don't think it's my favorite starter match of the year, but I also think stardom's had matches that are better, right? I think the only two I have above it, truthfully, are sh- uh, Julian Mayu and Kid versus Izumi. I think those are probably the only two that I have above it. And again, personal preference. That's what wrestling's all about. Yeah. But when you were invested as I was and they did what they did, it was so easy for me to say this was just phenomenal. Yeah, great stuff. I'm excited to watch the second half of this match. Yeah, I recommend just, yeah, yeah, watch the second half. The second half is great. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, well, that was Stardom Midsummer Champions, of course. Oh, like and said, after, by the way, Tam Challenged. I saw, I, I read that as well. Tam Challenged, yeah. so we'll get that at Midsummer Champions in Nagoya. Uh, yep. Five stars right around the corner. We got Stardom Showcase. We got a bunch of stuff. Be a hundred percent shocked if Tam won. Right before the five star. Mm, I'll have to look at the block to see how that. Well, you mostly just need someone that is going to lose to Julia, and Tam fits that role very well. Yeah, yeah, that might work too, especially like a, re- a retribution sort of angle too. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Uh, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, I'm going to go for the world record here on previewing a, a card. Our next topic is okay. the GCW Settlement Series Part 1. Uh, this is, I don't even know what this card is. Uh, I'll get to it. Don't look it up. I'll get to it. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, of course, after the lawsuit between GCW and IWTV. They were uh, had to put on, uh, I think it was like 12 shows. called. They're calling it the Settlement Series um that gcw is putting on and this will so this will be airing on iwtv uh scotty this show is happening at 1 p.m today july 10th it is happening in an hour and 20 minutes and let me read you the card all right that was the card (laughs) what there is no card announced for the show (laughs) And when is it? It it happening at the time of recording, an hour and twenty minutes from now. <laughs> okay. Uh there are there are wrestlers announced for the show. Um those wrestlers include Akira, Axton Ray, Brandon Kirk, Charles Mason, Charlie Tiger, Dylan McKay. Nick Wayne, Steve Scott, Yoya, Grim Reefer, Janai Kai, Alec Price, and uh, Marcus Mathers. That is everyone that has been announced for the card at time of recording. Again, the show happens at time of recording an hour and 20 minutes from now. <laughs> sure. Okay. That's the war record. Yeah. It's episode 50, wow. one of these something. Getting a world record is that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. GCW, baby. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something that actually has a card. Uh, G1 Climax uh, is happening. The first show is happening this Saturday for G1 Climax. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit about the first show and then talk about maybe the last show for the G1 Climax 
and maybe we can get some predictions together. Yeah, I'll give you my predictions. I, I thought about this last night, actually, as I was sitting there like, what are these blocks again? Exactly. <laughs> um, so the first the first show's got a bunch of tag matches. Uh, you know, Yay. we got Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs teaming up. So West Coast Wrecking Crew coming in Japan. Uh, Jonah and Bad Dude Tita, Tito joining up. Tita. So Tita, Bad Dude Tita uh, joining up. So we got Bad Dude Tito over there. I saw David Finley and Tom Matanga teaming up together in a trio smash. That's interesting to me. Um, uh, Lance Archer is teaming up with Suzuki Goon in a multi-man, so that's fun. Um, but the opening, there's only four G1 Climax matches. It's one from each block. Don't forget, it's four blocks here. So we I got day two is like the worst day I've ever seen in my life. I'm so. sure. So, so we're starting off with C block. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Aaron Hanare. I bet you can guess who can win that one. Actually, I, I no, I probably can't. I was about to say, actually, <laughs> there is a chance Aaron Harari would win because Hiroshi Tanahashi, I believe, might let him win. win. Um, uh, D block tournament match: Will Osprey versus versus El Fantasmo. Um, that one, I would say Will Osprey, but if if not, if Aaron Harari doesn't beat Tanahashi, then Fantasmo might beat Osprey. <laughs> Um, we got B block tournament match Sonata versus Jay White. That's fun. Um, and then we got an A block tournament match Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. So that should be really good, if not great. A good first day of matches. Yeah, I think that's a solid, solid matches. And there's some tag matches in there that I'm interested in seeing. Uh, there's just, you know negative percent chance I see those tag. You don't want to see you don't want to see bad dude Tita take it on with Toro Yano. No, I couldn't. I couldn't want to see anything less, actually. Um, but that's the opening of the show. That is also that's happening this upcoming Saturday. Um, but the G1 climax will be happening all the rest of July and halfway through August, where the finals uh, is happening. August six. Well, not the finals is happening, but the final card, uh, block card, uh, is happening August sixteenth. It is four blocks, so it's harder to do. Maybe like predictions of what matters but if it's anything like usual then we have maybe an idea of we can maybe try to guesstimate what the main event and what the match matters the most to this entire tournament so this is in no particular order because they don't do any particular order so let's try to see if we can guess what the main event will be uh our cards announced we have two matches per per block so eight match card here kazuchika okada versus lance archer Jonah versus Bad Luck Fale. That is going to be maybe deciding winners of the A block. Maybe. I don't know. One of them will. I imagine Okada. (laughs) Yeah, A block's not... To me, A block's very much like... It's not even a conversation. Yeah. Uh, B block. We got Ishii versus Sonata. And Tamatonga versus Jay White. The Tamatanga uh, Jay White one is very interesting just in terms of history. Like a spoiler potentially. Yeah, there I could see a spoiler. Uh when you say spoiler. I already have my block choices, but I'm gonna let you finish the card first. When you say spoiler, who are you thinking as the uh spo- like I can see Tamatanga spoil Jay White, whether even it's just a double eliminate uh double count out. Yeah, which would then make they don't want to bring... give him a title match, which I would be okay with if I didn't have to see Jay White versus Tamatanga. Which could maybe bring Sonata or Ishii into the, you know, yeah, be a block yeah, winner. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have Ishii be a block winner. I could see him. Okay, I'll say it. 
I have Sonata winning B block. So interesting. I could I I could also see Ishii maybe winning the B block and not win the whole thing they, just because they can't they can't stop themselves from a Okada Sonata match. They need it. They need the G, the G1? it. The G one. You're right. Yeah, come on now. They need it. Right. They're gonna That's get true. it. I was just gonna say my argument for Ishii is his last year. Give him the thing, but I think the thing will be doing well in the block and then losing ultimately um yeah to sonata so i guess that's fine i do like the idea of it being a spoiler for tamatanga but i could all in all though i could also see jay white just winning the whole block there uh yeah c block we have hiroki goto versus evil and we have tetsuya naito versus zack saber jr if you want to look Naito's at spoiler one. as well that i could there's a little spoiler yeah. action there but i could also see Naito i winning. like that they're playing back the match that took Naito out last year as the final match of this year's block. Mm-hmm. I think Naito wins his block. So, yeah. Which just this also just reminded me that Evil and Naito will have a match at some point during the G1. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hope maybe. Evil wins the whole thing. Yeah, baby. Oh, that's good. True. That's good. True. You know, it's Hiroki Goto. Evil could easily win. And then it's up to Zack Sabre Jr. to maybe knock out Naito. That could be it because I, I think. I think evil could finish in second in a block that in the most stacked block. So <laughs> could, well, well, he should be winning the whole thing. That's correct. He should be, he should be winning the whole thing and facing Jay white in one of the most interesting matches new Japan could put on, but they won't do that. So they're scared. Um, and the D block, we have uh, Shingo Takagi and El Phantasmo against one another. And we have Will Ospreay versus juice Robinson against one another. You know, all things considered, we just, we we just said that they are giving away <laughs> so much with these this card. Like they are telling you, these are the people that will be in contention. Yeah. Like you know, when we, we talked about the uh, five star schedule last week, and I was like, you know, they really left it open. Like it could be anyone. This is like, oh no, you know who's going to be uh, in contention. I don't know. This is the only block I'm not sure about. And it's only it's obviously just down to Osprey and Shingo. Yeah. Um, I could see them want to do Shingo Naito as a or I could see them want to avoid it too. So I think what's interesting about this show, this lineup, is that I think in some cases for blocks, you can probably predict who's gonna be the overall winner. But I think for the for the most part, it's you can figure out who's who who not maybe not in which order, but who might be one and two? Shingo will, yeah. uh, Naito, Evil, maybe Naito Zack, but Naito Evil, and then like yeah. like I said, there's also other cases where it's like maybe three people, maybe all four people. I don't know. Sonata, Tamatago, Ishi, Sonata. Who the hell knows? Uh, all right. So it's it's very. I'm going. Okay, here's my four blocks. Hold it. You everyone can hold it to me as the weeks go on. That's fine. Right. I'm gonna go Okada. A block winner, yep. Sonata, which is the one I I feel way more comfortable with Sonata than I'm going to feel about these last two. Um, Naito and they want Osprey in there? Do they not? Do they want Osprey in there? Do they not? It should also be said is that they have not announced which block winner will be facing which block winner yeah. in the semifinals? It could be random. So you th- you're thinking Okada versus Sonata, naturally. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know they want it. And then you're thinking Naito versus somebody. Either Shingo, either Osprey. 
Shingo Naito's nice, but it would be interfaction. Shingo's never beaten Osprey, right? Uh, Since they became heavyweights. Uh, Oh, no, they beat I think he beat him once in the G1. Um, It would be inner 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 faction, uh, or it could be Osprey versus Naito, where Naito gets. uh, Osprey elbows Naito in the back of the head so hard that his eye pops out. Oh, that's potential. Yeah, this potential. And then he can just hold it instead of like doing this. He can just hold it. Oh, God. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Shingo. So we got Shingo versus Naito. There's also, I mean, it's on the table. There's also Zack Sabre Jr. versus Osprey. That's also on the table. Well, I think Naito's winning yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing? So, ah, I yeah. see. I, I, I'm so unsure. I, I feel but like. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Naito might be pulling the old Tanahashi and having a couple fake injuries. But uh, I also have no idea because this man just walks broken. So, you know, I I just, I don't know anymore. Right. This man, could he be the best worker of all time or he could be legit? Uh, who the well, he's is. definitely a little broken. <laughs> well, all wrestlers are a little broken for sure. Um, but yeah, so that is going to be... He doesn't have knees. Definitely doesn't have knees at the very least. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up uh, for G1 Climax. So I'm intrigued to see what happens there. I'm for the most part the same with you. I think Okada's winning. Um... I you know Okada versus White is a possibility. I'll say Okada White, and then I'll say I'll say Okada White, and I'll say Osprey Naito, and I'll say we'll get uh, Osprey Okada. Why not? Let's Interesting. Do, let's do that. I can see that too. Yeah, that's my that's like my other final in my head. Yeah. If Naito's not winning, yeah. Even though I have Shingo going in, I don't know. Who's the I guess it's good that I don't know for sure though. Yeah, because you know, I like I like Okada versus. Well, and what's interesting is what I just picked is Okada versus White. Then Okada wins, which means he can challenge Jay White. Uh, but then it would be Jay White versus Osprey. In my prediction, it would be Jay White versus Osprey. I never always I never pick the whoever beats the champion to be the winner. I always do that as like oh a future challenge. So but then you know then Okada is not in a. World, the world title match at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, but also it's Wrestle Kingdom, and now nowadays it's just like who gives a shit. Uh, <laughs> sort of the yeah. G1 winner, so you know who that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I, I. I don't know. I don't know. He just. He doesn't know, folks. Stop pestering Scotty. He doesn't know. No. No. Well, speaking of things about I don't know, uh, Noah. I don't know, uh, is having a show this Saturday as well. It's called Destination. Uh, and Unknown. honestly, what I do know is that this card, not too shab, <laughs> but it is Noah, so I get it. But I'm just going to quickly go through it with you, Scotty, right before you got to head out here. Um, so we got a bunch of multi-man matches. We got, uh, I'm just going to point out some fun stuff. Extreme Tigers coming back in a multi-man. Um, Ten per, in a ten-person tag match, uh, Stallion Rogers, aka Kurt Stallion, and Anthony Green are showing up in Noah. With teaming up with uh, son of Doctor Wagner Junior, Rene Dupree, and Simon Gotch. So that's fun. All right, um, we got a, a nice little stinger, Paris Del Mall Junior tag. We got Ninja Mac. 
returning in a singles match versus Dante Leone. Yeah, they got some of the most random fuckers on this show. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. It's a random fucker match, but it is a match that helped put Ninja Mac on the map in America. So it is very intriguing that they're bringing in America. It's very intriguing to me that they're bringing in Dante Dante. Leone on the map in Japan. Maybe it will. Uh, We have a hardcore tag match. This match I'm way too excited about. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty hype. We got Super Crazy and Nosawa Rungai versus Masato Tanaka and Rob Van Dam. What the fuck I'm so happy Tanaka and RVD are teaming together. <laughs> I, I don't know how it's going to shape out. We got a lot of old guys in this match. But... Uh, it, could be, it could be awful, but I don't care. <laughs> it could be awful, but I'm, I'm excited because it could also just be like, you know, like almost like a like a lucha thing where it's just like a bunch of people throwing chairs at each other's heads. We got stuff. a former ECW world champion. Two of them. I was about two to say, I think them. we have two. On the same team mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2022 <laughs> in Japan. Again, super crazy. <laughs> and Nosawa. And the Booker. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be ridiculous. You know, uh, Os- um, do you know that Masato Tanaka held the ACW World Heavyweight Championship for six days? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Who did he lose it to? Yeah. Mike Awesome. All right, that wait. That he beat my right. awesome for it. That sounds right. That sounds right. And he beat and he uh, defended against Kintaro Kanamaru. Hmm. Interesting. So there's your history lesson of the day. But is, this match should be stupid. Is there any way the Booker? Look. Is there any way the Booker Nasawa Rungai is going to beat Rob Van Dam and Masada Tanaka? Nah, bro. We're on the we're on the road to the Rob Van Dam GHC Heavyweight Championship win. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but I'm only half kidding. <laughs> Kojima versus Fujita, and then the winner faces Rob Van Dam and loses. Oh man. Anyways, speaking of, give them the uh, the red one, the red belt that they got, the national give title. Yeah, because I hate that Funaki has it. So literally anything better is. <laughs> it was uh, RVD looked good in his uh, yeah match back. He's also not dealing with injuries anymore. He said so. That's good. Well, he's about to have a hardcore tag, tag team title match, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking about Funaki and Fujita, six-person tag match. We got Go Shiyazaki, Segura, and Fujita on one side versus Funaki, uh, Nakajima, and Minabu Soya on another. Hit Hard-hitting match affair is what I'm looking forward to. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a, that's a good match because it's a big show, so like they'll all go all out. It's just like it's so sad though to think about like how they're just in a tag on this big show. Oof, Nakajima just, and Go. There's no and again, I wish they could just take Funaki, get get the title off of him. So like one of those guys on the other like I would love if Fujita had it, Shigeru had it, Shizaki had it, because it would add another big match to these shows. Funaki having it is just piss poor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, you know, the only big, the only old man that I respect and truly want on to have any sort of title in this promotion is Takeshi Segura, because he, yeah, he's a, he's great, he's great, uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, speaking about old man, I won my cards. It's the Pro Wrestling Love Forever One, the final countdown. This is the first of five singles <sighs> matches for the great Keji Muto's retirement tour. 
where he will be facing Kaito Kiyomiya, Scotty. The the biggest question of this entire this is the main event to me, by the way. This is this is this is my main event. This is my match. Not yours. Not anyone. this is my main event right here. The biggest Muto's back, baby. The biggest question of the entire year is Muto going to pin Kiyomiya. Or will Again. he finally put Kiyomiya uh, over? <laughs> it's such a difficult question to ask. I couldn't. I couldn't be more unsure. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be more unsure. I have no clue. <laughs> it because it's not just the fact of it's Kiyomiya versus Muto. It's also, I think, going to exemplify what Muto's retirement tour is going to look like, right? If yeah. Muto pins Kiyomiya, all right, Muto's winning all five of his last matches. I hope Muto stacks Kiyomiya, beats him <laughs> five seconds. I hope I hope Muto does a flaming kick to Kiyomiya. Steel Kano's <laughs> move and does it to Kiyomiya. Flaming shiny yeah. wizard. Let's do you it. You know what's sad is that Kojima has been like a really good. Um, he's him and Ki, uh, Kaito have like worked up a really good relationship. Yeah, and it 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 kind of gives a hint of like, oh, maybe Kojima will drop it to Kaito. It would be a perfect story. But this match, man. Uh, if Kiyomiya like if Kiyomiya wins, it's a good challenge for the title. This, this is important. This is important. I need to say this. I feel like if you booked it. It's so that Kaito gets the win. But Muto could decide on the day of. He's like, you know what? That's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's like, this is, is going to be so much fun to watch. I can't, like, it's it's unhealthy that I can't wait to watch this. I, I'm so stoked for this match. Uh, cannot wait. I'm going to give it five stars if, if uh, Muto wins in 10 minutes or less. If I was a betting man, I would walk out of the casino on this on the match. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I don't know. I guess I put my. I, I mean, I don't even know who the who would be the odds on favorite in this one. It feels like it's fifty fifty. It is as fifty fifty as a match can be, or at least I think it's fifty fifty. If Muto might be thinking, maybe it's one hundred, maybe ninety nine one percent. Muto's going into the day of ah. You know what? I thought about it. Yeah, I'm still winning. Bitch. <laughs> Uh, GHC Tag Championship match. Uh, Michael Elgin, Masaki Amiya, uh defending their titles against Hideki Suzuki and Timothy Thatcher. Give me some new champs. Give me some new champs. I Maybe. like uh, I like Thatcher and Noah. Me too. I think he's a good fit. Uh, I think he's a good fit for what Noah's doing. Good main event here, though. For the style of Noah. Uh, uh, it's not No, we still have the stupid junior. So. Junior heavyweight title match. Hayata versus Seki Yoshi- <laughs> Yoshioka. All right. I don't really care for the junior division. I don't watch it. All. I don't watch Hayata. I don't watch Hayata matches. I, just, I do not care about the junior division. I only at care all. when Dragon Gate's there. That's true. But they have a. They're actually doing a Dragon Gate uh, ta- uh, trios title match after this show. I think the week after. Maybe I'll Yama- Yamato is going to be in Noah for the first time ever. Maybe I'll care about the junior division when Ninja Mac wins the title. 
Oh Jesus! Okay, which it will happen. I'll bet money on that one. Uh, and then our main event. RPGs win the world title. Of course. I'll bet money on this match being pretty good. GHC heavyweight title match. Satoshi Kojima defending his title against Kano. You know, Kano's a great first defense for Kojima because Kojima's going to beat him. Yeah. Anyone that gets hope that Kano's going to win, I'm sorry. But Kojima's going to beat him, but I think it should be a great match. Mm-hmm. I think Kojima's awesome, so I don't really care that he's still champion. I think he should hold it forever. I know, I'm just kidding. But I do enjoy Kojima. I think Kojima should lose it to Kaito in the end. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think they can have a really, really, really good match. Uh, I think it could definitely be better than the Shiozaki match, which I thought was a little under expectations. Um, Kano's great. Kojima's great. They've actually built it up really well. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think Kojima comes from a similar school of Muto and all that stuff, just in terms of respect. But I think what Kojima brings differently is... Uh, at least the matches will be really good <laughs> to compared to right. a, uh, a Fujita or a Muto. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm certainly excited for it. Well, uh, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. It's a little short episode here, but um, we got all our topics in. A little rush. How do we, we celebrate there. 50? We celebrate it with a shortest episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, them's the breaks folks and we apologize that's for that. the scott e problem scott scotty and he and he's the problem marina shafir style um oh, please don't say it <laughs> how bad do you think i am uh he's sandbagging the podcast uh scotty anything to <laughs> anything to plug uh you can follow me at scotty wrestling on twitter my match for the week that we didn't talk about uh Oh, watch Hiro Hashimoto versus Venny from uh, Sendai Girls, which was technically today, but I watched the last night. So, yeah, great, oh, great good. match. One of the best Joshi matches of the year. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. Um, Come on, I already know your match of the week. Just say it. What is my match of the week? Um, Takeshi Mad King. Yeah, that would be my highest rated match of the week. Um, but I was trying to look at other matches and be like, who maybe I should give a different plug shout out to. There's Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki that I could give a shout out to. Mm. But I'm going to go off the board, go crazy with it. Not even the, my highest rated match. I think it's like my third highest rated match. Oh, God. Alex Kane versus Davey Richards for the MLW National Openweight title match on this past week's episode of Fusion. Really good. Really good. It was exactly what you expect from uh, developing suplex man Alex Kane and veteran Davey Richards. Uh, Davey Richards won, didn't he? Uh, no, they went to a time limit draw. Oh. So a 20-minute time limit draw. Well, the gimmick was that uh, it was for the title, but if you can go to the time limit, then you would win like uh, $10,000 or something. I would have just... We should. They should have just both sat there the entire time. Well, Alex Kane. I think it's Alex Kane's money is what the the thing. Uh, 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 no, they should not have just sat there the whole time. Yeah. Um. It was the Thrilla in Philly is what they were doing it the for. Thrilla in Manila. It was. A pretty, it's pretty good. In Manila. It's pretty good. Uh, I would hope so that your match of the week is at least pretty good. I I could have gone with the other match, which was Lince Dorado versus a real one. 
All right. Well, that was a good show, everybody. That's how we celebrate our number 50. We'll, we'll have a bigger celebration for the uh, the uh, the uh, the uh, one year. The one year anniversary show will be our big celebration. I feel like one year is more important than a 50th episode because eh, 100, 100 will celebrate too. But let's okay. let's let's do uh, what, 53? That'll be our celebration? 54? Uh, I think it's 54. It's uh, the August 54 or 55 because we've done what, two AEW reviews? Yeah. We're, yeah, we're a month away. So we have uh, it's August 7th. So it'll be 54. Oh be. yeah, because we missed a week too, so it's fifty-four. Yeah, mm-hmm. long ago. Word, we'll celebrate. Uh, we don't know when we're recording next because Ryan has to do things. Yeah, so, so I guess I'll I'll say that. So for the next two weekends, I won't be available, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's we're Scotty and I are figuring it out. Uh, you can follow the show at Cannot Pod. That's when we'll tweet out like the schedule updates for the next two weeks. Yep. Looking like maybe like Wednesday next week, may, Thursday maybe, or and then maybe the Tuesday after that. We'll figure that out. If anything, that allows us to make sure we're all caught up on weekend shows and just reviewing weekend shows and stuff. Um, oh, and yeah. Also, the things that are happening these two weekends are going to be G1 Climax beginning and... Um, Stardom's oh, big weekend. Death Before Dishonor. Stardom starts. Yeah. Stardom has we'll a Stardom preview. and Showcase. Terminus we'll three. You uh, death before Dishonor next week. Previewing so. SummerSlam. Uh, oh yeah, fuck SummerSlam. Ric Flair's last match. We can preview of... the card. Yeah, the card's at least good. Uh, but yeah, well, until then, bye. Bye everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.